0: Joining us on the How To Be 60 podcast this week, actor and angler Robson Green, who at 58 feels in a better place now than he did in his
1: 30s. At, at one time, a highest paid actor in Great Britain. I was, i was, my God, I was number one in the charts. I was travelling the world. Doing things that most actors only dream of. And I was absolutely hemorrhaging inside. And I'm
2: how to be 60. It's scary. The shit out of me.
0: Karen, are you excited at having Robson Green on? I'm very excited. Oh, God, she's got that funny
2: little voice on. We're in for trouble, everyone. We're in for nope. trouble. Be mature. Yeah, I'm, I'm really cool about this. But i well. Can I just say Well, I mean, of course, I was just
0: thinking, you know, um, it's great to have Robson Green on for the first of our new kind of re- rebooted podcast. Accomplished actor, of course. Um, you know, Soldier, Soldier, Grandchester, currently host, uh, you know, on a host of big dramas. Um, and now that you... <laughs> Are a member of the Gifnick Theatre Players Amateur no. Dramatic
2: Society, you two can share tips about life as a thespian. Aye, can I just say, tomorrow <laughs> so what is my first date and I'm painting the set. Painting the set? No, I think that's the yeah the heights, of my, my dizzy heights, that's probably as far as it will go. Um, They said, they didn't even call it a set, they called it something else and I thought... God, what do they mean? What do they mean? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's that. So, yeah, that's 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 all I'm allowed to be near at the moment. Did I mean, do they realize that you who you are? I mean, did they
0: realize that you're the you're on the graphic of the How To Be Sixty podcast? Our new graphic.
2: Uh, no, but I'll be pointing that out. <laughs> or maybe not. I won't. Yes. So actually, do you know what I'm excited about going up there? And, uh, yeah, well, maybe Robson can give me a few tips. Yes. yes. <laughs> On how to paint
0: sets. I don't yes. think so. It's a long time since he's done that. <laughs> so what do you think of our graphic then? What do I think of it? Well, can you show it to me? Well, I mean, we can describe it to everybody out there. So uh, we have me leaping through the air, beautiful blue sky behind me in my favourite red bathing suit. I have to say looking rather toned. You have to with your you have to say with my own legs, how both of them. And then you are kind of tucked down, Quite quite low in the picture it has it to be said is, yes. With a face like a smack dars Looking up at me uh, With a look of disgust and, and I thought that really did kind of show the dynamic between us Well it does It doesn't yeah. Is it too late to complain? Yeah it's too late to complain You didn't do anything to make it happen So you can't complain after the
2: event It doesn't show me in my best light You sent me the picture Could you ask for the You told me what to do <laughs> I mean, God, did I oppose what you want? Uh, it wouldn't make it any good anyway, I mean, God, you're so ungrateful. We've got a new graphic. we've got a fantastic I'm, guest. I know, you've taken over
0: the whole thing again, yeah, but you know if I didn't do it, Karen, you wouldn't do it. Let's be honest. let's be honest. We're in this lovely new studio we are, we are it's gorgeous, you've got a lovely big couch all to yourself, you've got your dog in there, which yeah. is lovely um it's I funny. mean. We've got all the visuals here. We could be on the YouTube. We could be on the be on YouTube that's Old people always put the, the YouTube in oh, front whoa. of it. Oh, okay. I know I'm owning, I'm owning my age now. Old? Oh, yeah. I not think that's a part of it. No, no, I'm embracing it. We could be on the TikTok. The TikTok. Um, the TikTok, that's what they call it. We could start
2: doing these silly dances together. Do you know? No. Have you been on the TikTok? The TikTok stuff. <laughs> like, hey, isn't it funny? He's like going down the Argyle Street. Did you have the COVID? No, it doesn't sound right. Um, do you know those silly dances that people do? No. Do, I never watch the TikTok. You never watch the TikTok? No, no I don't. Oh my God. What am I missing out on? Tell No. And you're Oh, God, that's me said. No, do there. Don't say that. Everybody, everybody on social media is doing
0: dances, little coordinated uh, moves. Why? Well, there's a
2: very good question. And And Who's it for? Well, I don't know. It's it's for themselves. But why are they putting it on air or putting it online? Because that's modern life, isn't it? That's what people do. for themselves, isn't it? I'm so conflicted with it. It's a bit like when people put on Facebook, oh, happy anniversary to my Garnie's husband, and you think, who's this for? Just say to him face to face in the morning, you know, over coffee, happy anniversary, darling. God, you're miserable, need... aren't you? I am such a fucking trout. I have to that <laughs> but, but you know what what's it all oh, there's some well, things
0: online actually I'm just thinking Robson who may well have uh, already clicked off will be back in and interested and engaged in the podcast because you've described yourself as a trout because he likes fish
2: oh yeah <laughs> fight, actually oh yeah something in common oh, great
0: <laughs> well it's difficult to have a conversation with you now about the people who do the dances on the TikTok given that you've never seen them have but... you
2: ever done have you ever put anything on TikTok no TikTok? is that what you're supposed
0: to to see. Uh, no you're not, I'm only winding you up but this is the conflict because when I see people doing these kind of things on TikTok and you'll get people of all ages um, I sometimes look and I think God isn't that really nice, you know they are holding on to their youth their energy, they're mm. rediscovering their inner child, it's marvellous and then sometimes I look at them and mm. I think more often, you're a daft old sod just stop it and I don't know mm. like I don't know how I really feel about it
2: well, I've just told you how I feel about people putting stuff online. Who's it for? Yeah, okay,
0: fair enough. I keep enough. thinking, yeah. it's like,
2: no, sorry, this is completely different. Like, you know how you can see, and let's go back to the... Ah. The King's Road—that's quite acceptable, isn't it, in London? Yeah. Do they not see the King's Road? Uh-huh. Don't they don't see any other the road, do they? Uh, see, the conversation has moved on, but you have stuck. <laughs> you have stuck is about like
0: seven a... minutes ago. Your brain is on repeat, going the, there. Oh, well, that's an intro. Oh, it, there. Yeah, yeah. What, Maybe it's just prefixes the subsequent. Um, topic slightly dull. <laughs> well, maybe it could be that. And um, we still have to decide. We've got a new studio.
2: We've got a new graphic. You've got... not got a new jumper, I've noticed, because there's a hole in the front. Can I just say oh, I like, I like the jumper? That. It suits you. I think it probably suits me better. Do you think you could darn that for me? I could darn it. You might not get it back. <clears throat> but it, can you darn? Cash me? I, you can, You know I can darn and I can, can darn. But the thing is, the question is, would you like it in a completely different colour, like pink? Well, that Oh, that just because it's the modern way now, you don't try and you know, match, match it. it, match it in, you make it, you know, a thing of it. Contrast, yeah, you do love, right? Find that on TikTok. You can do it. <laughs> the TikTok, <laughs> do they have darning on the TikTok?
0: I don't know, I'm just lying, <laughs> viral darning. Uh, right, we're going to do some emails as we always do, and of course, we're going to be speaking to Robson, but just before we do, and I'm also going to get Robson's advice on this. Hmm. I want to ask you about this, right? So I got uh, a belated birthday present from a very dear friend of mine Ooh. who I know will listen to this podcast. Right. Um, and can I just say, I am really grateful for the present, but I just thought I'd run it by everyone. Everyone's now looking very Do you, nervous. No, I am as well. Are you nervous? So what it is, is it's a sexy hot water bottle now I know you might think that that is a bit of a contradiction. What oh, shape is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it not, Is it like a T? kind of. Oh my God! I think we just invented a new sex toy, haven't we? No, no, no. I call it sexy water <laughs> bottle because it's leopard skin. It's a very plush fabric, right? And it comes. This isn't. This isn't the whole story. No, no, I. Um, and it comes with a um, matching leopard skin eye mask. All right, right. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, right. I don't know whether this is part of an S and M kit and she hasn't sent me the other bits, or whether this is actually for sleeping. I, I, I don't know. Um, but then, wow. oh, see the dog's upset. <laughs> the dog's upset at the thought of a sexy old waterfall. Um That's Bonnie, by the way, the dog. It's not Karen who's suddenly <laughs> developed some strange condition. Um, but then the other box, so that was one box. I thought, hmm, interesting. The other box was, again, leopard print. From the same person? Yeah. Right. It's my 60th birthday, for God's sake. <laughs> it's a very good friend. Uh, leopard print silk baby dolls. Oh, shit.
2: I'm thinking I'm thinking <laughs> <Bay> Lynch here. <laughs> There's a question. I'm too old for baby dolls. Baby dolls. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a joke, clearly. What? Leopard. Are they slimy? Are they s- No, s- they're the beautiful, the Are they beautiful. Abs- Are satin?
0: The beautiful, beautiful quality from a very well-known uh, lingerie firm. Gorgeous.
2: Oh, right. So they're for wearing probably in Spain rather than here. Well, I, I don't when think you're it really in matters a, what country when you're, feeling you're sexy, when you're wearing. Well, you're never at peace at this one. You're never in the same blinking city as Ian's. Oh, I'm presuming we're talking about Ian here if you're feeling would sexy. You, would you appear before Stephen
0: in a set of baby dolls?
2: No, we're talking baby doors, is that like a camisole top and sort of French uh, yeah. knickers? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would. Would you? Yeah. Not leprosy. Do yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Would they be fleecing? Oh <laughs> for <laughs> <When's the eight? laughs> well do you remember know f- <laughs> no, on the late States and go and say it, oh my god then you got the Brian Allen ones and if you you into a better of that there's sparks everywhere the can say <laughs>
0: the sparks flew but not in the right way anyway R- Robson will be pondering on that I know right we'll have a couple of uh, emails yeah, I'm never right. very sure about um, leopard skin Look, really you see yeah. this is you're doing it again you got
2: stuck on the there. And now you're getting stuck on the leopard skin. <laughs> we move on in a conversation. You see, okay. that's being mindful Kay. Yeah, you're no, just like, right, move on, move on, move on. Let's not no, right. let's not process it properly. I'm still going No, to it's so. being geriatric, believe me.
0: Right. So this is an email from Alison. Now, right. Alison had been in touch before. Do you remember? Alison is the lady who's in the Isle of Wight and she joined a burlesque dancing group. Yes, yes. Do you remember? Yes. Um well we read out that email, obviously, and she says she got the shock of her life, so surprised. I was I nearly fell off the running machine at the gym I've done that actually I've done that In a hotel in London Soho house in London Very trendy, cool And twice I got spat out the back of a running machine That's
2: horrible All
0: of those like 20 year olds were behind me Not one of them even looked at me Oh no And I skid my knees I had blood running down my leg What happened? Did you just stop it? I just missed my
2: footing Twice and I now have a fear of running hey, machines. I didn't bite your tongue, really, do I, I know, I know. Anyway. I'm not surprised you got a fear of running machines. Sorry, Alison. Let's get back to Alison.
0: Sorry, Alison. So, uh, she says, things have progressed with my burlesque classes. Just before Christmas I performed at the Christmas show Here on the island, the Isle of Wight The last show I performed was in a nativity play In the 70s We are a group of lovely ladies that all have our own stories Most of us are similar age, shape, size We're just enjoying ourselves, I absolutely love it This week we started our new routine I smile all the way through the class um, oh. Even today Walking our dog I am dancing along The disused railway track I'm glad it's disused <laughs> yes. Thank you ladies You've been such an inspiration to me Over the past uh, few months And Kay I challenge you to find A burlesque class Alison sorry I'm Renee again. Well right now Now that I've got oh. my baby dolls um, And giving it a go No corset required And she's attached A photograph from the show And this is perhaps My favourite line That everyone Anyone has ever emailed us She says I am the cowgirl On the left
2: <laughs> That's a great picture. She good look at this one. There she is.
0: Look. I'm gonna hold it up for Robson. Alison Lucas in the I Love White. They're amazing is I well. am showing Robson Green you, can it, can I you Green so old. on the left. Doesn't she look That's fantastic? Yeah. God, good for her. Well done, Alison. Well done, you I know. That is brilliant. That's brilliant. She does it. You look great. You look absolutely great. And they all look great. They look as if they're having such a such a love. Um Alison, if, if you're listening to this one, Alison, I did challenge you to find Nikki on the Isle of Wight, who's somebody else who's emailed us. I want the two of you to get together. And Nikki, if you are listening, because the two of you are kindred spirits, just walk about the island looking for the cowgirl on the left. <laughs> and you will know that that is Alison. And the two of you, you'll get on like a... Oh, a nice? Fun. What a lovely email. Thrilled. One more. Dawn says, I discovered this podcast quite recently and I've enjoyed catching up. I'm 53... Ah, she's a kindred spirit of mine. I've always lied about my age. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't know. Just like Kay, um, my 15 year old son saw my driving license recently, and the realization that his mum was actually born in 1969 shocked him. And he hasn't stopped teasing me. Uh, I'm secretly mortified. I've told him not to tell his mates. What is wrong with me? Uh, I would love That's to funny. bloody retire. Oh, God, you and me both don't. Um, I've reduced my hours, so I now have a balance. Love your podcast. Still catching up. Please keep going now that you are 60. Well, we are going to do that. We will. We are. Um, And so you please keep your emails coming. Podcast at htb60.com. Right, let's take a quick break before we speak to poor old Robson.
1: Robson, how are you hello how are you k and <laughs> and how are you karen and if i was an angler karen you would be a keeper there was no catch and uh... release with you just <laughs> see what i did there
2: no that was no idea a... what that means this is that a backhanded well, compliment is that you
1: never you never t- you never kill a fish you're gonna eat you're not gonna eat <laughs> so in angling terms when you catch a fish you keep it. You Flash. keep it. You're a keeper. Oops. But sometimes the look at the fish, sometimes, sometimes they let it go, catch and release. So it's a compliment. Take it as an angling compliment. Right. But so do you have to be t- over a certain weight before you can keep them? Or you want no, to keep them? See, sometimes, sometimes it's bonniest looking fish. Sometimes it's biggest fish. Sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, the longest fish. Sometimes oh. it's the prettiest fish sometimes, you know, that prettiest fish is a keeper. Oh, and then you man. bonk it over the head and you cook it. <laughs> oh, lovely, it's all ahead of me. Thanks.
2: <laughs> i so glad I'm a keeper. She yeah. just heard bonk it there and got a bit excited, but then she heard
0: the end oh, of the yeah. sentence and then she got a bit deflated. Yeah. Um, so is she the bonniest looking trout
2: you've seen in a long time, Robson? <laughs> <laughs> Fish don't have Jeez. teeth, do they? <laughs> you what? Fish don't have teeth, do they?
1: Oh, yeah, they do! What, what, why, lep- why leopard, K. What's with the leopard? Why not? That's right. Or that? cool? tiger or zebra, what's with the leopard? Is it because no. it doesn't change its spots? A leopard doesn't oh, well, but... its spots.
0: Well, there's an interesting question. I don't know why leopard skin is always seen as sexy. I, I don't know the answer to that. But it's so bit Lynch, isn't it? What do you think, baby dolls at my age? Do,
1: they, do you think Robson? Well, you, you know, well, like anything, as one gets older and you put on something that you think works. The only example I can give: I went to Savile Row in London years ago, paid a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of money for a suit that made me look like. Geordie version of Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, and I looked in the mirror <laughs> and I went, "Yeah, that works." And I'm walking down Newcastle High Street, and everybody's going, "Look at that nope.
2: <laughs> they just didn't say it out loud. God, <laughs> no, no, what I to say, I'm a shame!
1: Hi, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, don't um... know, I don't know what it is, um, but it's it's up to you. It's how you feel, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, listen, you um, went into acting at a relatively young age. Karen, I don't know if you heard us say earlier, actually always wanted to get into to that world, but uh, your mum and dad
2: weren't keen, were they? My ad- mum told me to be sensible and go get a job. Don't yeah. be ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So that was yeah. So now no. Karen has joined an amateur dramatic uh, company mm-hmm. called the Gifnick uh, Gifnic Players. I don't know, do you recognise each other as thespians? Is there some <laughs> kind of code that you secret code you had between you? I don't know.
1: Would you, well, you know, I don't know how you find it because, I i mean, I i wasn't an actor when I left school. I worked in a shipyard and I was a naval architect and I was a, a draftsman. I never wanted to be any of that. I wanted to be a pilot but I suddenly realised that if the RAF and I were to survive, we'd have to part. It didn't work out. But when it came to the the acting side of things, I was in an amateur dramatics group and I loved it. And to even today. They were the happiest times Karen they were the happiest times because i didn't have to worry about trying to make a living out of it i had a really secure job in the shipyard and it was something i genuinely loved it was a hobby i was passionate about and i i miss it i miss that vibe terribly but um i remember in one production there was a casting agent in the audience and uh, she's called Jane Arnell and she says, uh, this was in 1985, and she says, I'm casting for a new series by the BBC and it's called Casualty. And there's this character, huh? one of this, this regional character's a And uh, she turned up to the Amdram. She had a choice of going to see the Royal Shakespeare Company, but she came to see an Amdram instead to have a look at the local talent. And she um, said, uh, how do you feel about taking it up? Professionally, I've seen you on stage. You look like you've got the ingredients to survive, which is what acting is about. I went down to to London and uh, went down on the Clipper, eight pound. And that that in 1985, I was being paid thirty three pounds a week in the shipyard. And then when I got the part in the casualty, I passed the audition. They were paying me four hundred pounds per diems a week. So instead of getting wow. the Clipper, I, I got Bright Airways. Up, <laughs> they called me sir and they said, "How would you like your steak cooked?" So there's still there's still time. It's just, you know, it's just that right moment.
0: It, it's funny well you say that. I was looking at your Instagram because you, well, A, you say you're nearly 60. You're actually 58. You're only 58 on the 18th of December. If I was still 58, no way on God's earth would be saying <laughs> nearly 60 because as far as I'm concerned, mm. I'd be pushing it into the distance. Um, but so it was a nice, well, there's a picture of you. You had a beautiful cake. It was um, an angling cake, which was nice. And this is what you wrote. When I was a kid, I used to look at someone my age and think, how on earth are you still alive? Uh, As I uh, enter my 59th uh, year, I'm thinking the wheel is still turning, but the hamster uh, is uh, slowing down a bit. Yeah. However, I refuse to grow old no matter how long I live. Mm. There's a lot to unpack there, Robson, mm. a lot to unpack. Mm. Well, you know
1: you know what it is? I, t- t- you, you know you're getting old in so many ways. And they say, give me the boy of seven and I give you the man. To a certain extent, that's incredibly true. But emotionally and, and, and the mental energy, yes, you're still that seven-year-old, but I can't do those things that I did when I was a 17-year-old, that I did when I was 18, when I was 21. And like, I don't know about you, but I'm waking up in the morning of late, feeling as though I've been injured in my sleep. <laughs> feeling is like there's been some kind of fight going on. I'm just, I can't, my legs ache, my back aches. I had a bad back injury years ago that stopped me doing lots of things. But I'm still having to do this. these stretches in the morning, this routine in order to function. And the one thing I honestly do do, it's kind of, in in a way, plagiarising what Ricky Gervais says sometimes. It's like, I wake up and I go, oh, great, I didn't die. (laughs) (laughs) Looking on the bright side. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I like it, though. I do like it.
0: Well, well, do you like it? I mean, how are you about the ageing process? I mean, Karen and I, when we started this podcast, I was very firmly on the side of... I, I lied about my age I denied my age to myself I, I wasn't comfortable with being 60, old, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Karen's very different, she embraces it she's made choices in her life that that have enhanced her life she gave up a job that she wasn't particularly enjoying and she now does things that she loves. So we are on kind of opposite sides of this, although I am coming round to it. Where do you stand I You know, as I... you approach you with Karen? I... I stand firmly
1: with Karen. I stand with Karen. (laughs) I stand with Karen. No, I do. Because, yeah, in the 90s and the kind of early 2000s, it was all work. And my dad used to always say, this is true, he used to say, work is a word that's not meant to be enjoyed. That is why you call it work. So find something that you love to do, that you're passionate about, and it won't feel like work. I think what i'm trying to articulate is this because of course you got to pay the bills but try and just find the balance and i'm in that lovely position now where i can kind of find the balance that's why i love fishing because fishing it's like normal and when i think about the acting let me think about it it is strange kind of pursuit with you know faking sincerity in front of the lens i'm not a detective in grand i was never a surgeon in In reckless, I wasn't a soldier and soldier, soldier, you know, I wasn't a clinical psychologist and wearing the blood and, and sometimes it's quite ludicrous and absurd, the profession. Uh, and you you are faking sincerity and you're suspending disbelief and you're pretending to be other people. Whereas with the fishing and the lovely factual programs I've been doing of late, I can do things that are normal and feel normal and I can choose to do. So standing in a river, casting a line to a fish feels very normal to me. Going for lovely walks in Northumberland feels incredibly normal. I'm a cold water swimmer. It's just normal. People. Oh, how are you? Yeah.
0: Oh God, I'm trying to get myself no, into that Robson, but I just oh, don't
1: I get, it. get it. It takes years off you. Well, that's again, that's 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 from me, Dad. My dad, you see, taught me and my brother David to swim by just throwing us in the North Sea. And if you want any idea, it, it, it was, it was either sink or swim. And let me tell you, the thought of hypothermic shock really focuses the muscles. used to turn blue, but we'd come out like a Polaris missile. And but, because my dad was a miner, and he worked in an industry that, in my opinion, wasn't designed for human beings, him and his ilk, with any spare time they had, would go swimming. It was either gardening, racing pigeons or swimming. There was a lot of miners who were Cold water swimmers and they'd just go to Tynemouth or they'd go along Druidge Bay, Seahouse, you've been on the Northumbrian coast, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And dad would swim for miles in red trunks. And I mean for miles, he had an incredible engine on him and it really made him feel alive. And I suspect in a stranger, that was where my dad dealt with his mental mm-hmm. health and, yeah. and, and, and his illness dealt with mental health and the science is there it's good for blood circulation it's good for depression brings down cortisol levels and even today you know in this world of emails and and you, you know when you're cold water swimming you don't think about your inbox you really don't
2: it could have a heart attack i would say it oh, was well, yeah it's good well, heart, mean...
1: and it's very good for the skin as well collected tissues very good
0: I mean, there is so much science around it, and you know, I, I would like to get into. I'm just a bit of a a bit of a woose, I suppose. But so many people like you, Robson, extol its virtues. But just going back to you know the fishing, the walking, as you say. Um, in fact, you've got a new program starting on on Monday, haven't you? That's Monday, the 23rd of January, which is Robson Green's uh, Weekend Escapes. But we've seen you over the years, alongside your your acting, doing more of these kind of programs out in the countryside or or angling, deep sea fishing. Oh, but from a personal level, did you get into that as a kind of antidote to the slightly false world of acting? In a way, yes. I mean,
1: I, the, the, my company uh, produced it uh, in co-production with Signpost, but it, it was it was really something that w- was tendered for. The, the BBC gave a remit. I was it was my company against thirty others, and they went all we want. Something that showcases the Northeast with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And the Northeast is a huge area. And we felt, how about just making a love letter to the Northeast and travel, take the roads less traveled to hidden gems with friends, family, and familiar faces and meet the ordinary people doing extraordinary things for our mental health. And so we take guests like the amazing Jill Scott and Les Ferdinand and Lee Ridley, Lost Boys Guy. We have L.J. Ross, the writer. And what it does in the programme, not only did they open up of how they deal with their mental health set against these beautiful backdrops, but it also triggers childhood and from the age of six, seven, how they got to where they are today. And it was really a great um, mechanism for that. And that's what we tended to the BBC and we got the commission. So really, you know, there's two things I love doing in life. I love showcasing the East, But I also love investing in people and giving people jobs and creating an infrastructure for an industry in the northeast. So that is a real antidote to pretending to work out who the murderer is, work out how to perform this bowel resection or bleeding varices, or be a soldier or a clinical psychologist, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So if you were an interviewee on your own programme rather than the interviewer, what would you be saying about how you deal with your mental health what it means
1: to you to be in the outdoors what what the northeast means to you well it's 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 sometimes difficult to articulate but the only way I can, I, I, I can explain it um i live in a in a place called Hexham believe it or not the happiest place to live in the uk true it's been both Ooh. two years running hexham check it out it's, a, it's an amazing place um and i was born here and I've been fortunate enough to travel to countries all over the world. I've traveled to over 140 countries because of the fishing shows and the factual shows and some of the acting I've done. But I'm always happy to come home. And um, because I know the history of this place, it's quite extraordinary. I live right next to Hadrian's Wall. So I have a sense of origin, a sense of history, a sense of place. But also it's just a feeling. It's not the house. It's not the river. It's not Hexham. I just, I feel at ease. And we know what that feeling is. You know, when you're feeling good or well, it's a sense of well-being. So it's a feeling of belonging and, 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 and a feeling of just being content. With it. you know, that's, it, It's slightly vague, but it's, it's just a feeling of being here, being present and being happy. And, you know, some people pay a lot of money to try and get that feel. But um, being here, surrounded by family and loved ones, and growing up in an extraordinary area with an extraordinary history is, is, is a good thing to be surrounded by.
2: I mean, you can't it, If you're sitting there swimming, sorry, fishing, um, you know, it's very mindful. What's well, going through your mind when you're just sitting there on your own, in your
1: own world? Uh, the only thing that really, when you're going through your mind, you're focusing on the task in hand. It's a thing, it's, uh, it's uh, a philosophy called flow. You're in flow. You're in water. You're surrounded by the elements. You're actually focusing on the task. And And fly fishing is what, which is the only thing I do now, it it requires skill. It's a really challenging way to catch fish, but it's incredibly rewarding. But it really focuses the mind. So all I'm focusing on is the cast, is the action of the cast, Mm. the timing. And believe it or not, the thing that goes through my mind when I'm casting is... um, Strauss, you have the, the Johann stresses waltz. So that goes through my mind. But also, you read the water. You're, you're looking at the conditions. You're looking at the natural indicators to where the fish are. So you're becoming like this fish psychologist. You, need, you become a, a kind of scientist in a way. You check the water temperature. So that's what's going through my mind. I'm yeah. focused on the task in hand. I'm not thinking about Twitter or Instagram, I, and you know, I never used to do social media. It's a company that runs the account because, you know, in my opinion, Twitter's for people who can't shut up, even when they're on their own. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you focus at the task in hand. And I think that's a lovely thing to have no other distraction than the task at hand, and therefore uh, you're incredibly present in the yeah. and therefore you are in flow. Yeah. So, it's asking as well. Same with acting. Well, you know, When you're in flow and acting, it's really liberate.
0: Yeah, but it's so interesting you say that. Well, just as a side, I have to say, I take it you're not going to come on the TikTok with us and do some dancing, Rob, so we'll just put that off to one side. But, you know, I I um, sort of rib Karen about jigsaws because she loves jigsaws and, and doing these uh, sort of pursuits that are just very absorbing because um, I, I I kind of... I'm a bit flighty and and I guess I've always been sort of climbing along. And I've said this as I approach 60, most of my life is a Capricorn, not that I really buy into that much. But, you know, I'm sort of climbing, I'm looking for the next place to go. Whereas at this stage of my life, I think I've now got to think about growing rather than just climbing. Whereas everything that you've described and even taking you back to when you said you loved your Amdram, because you were doing it because you loved it rather than where you thought it might take you, yeah. um, whether you might sort of climb yeah. up a ladder. Yeah. When you first, you know, were spotted, as, as you described, and, and then your career really took off, um, were you as mindful then, or did you get locked into the next step, the next move, you know, fame, the whole kind of celebrity
1: game? Yeah, I mean, you've hit it on the head. I mean, I was... You know, I was, I was governing, I was, I was I was being controlled by something else. I wasn't in control of anything, you know, you make choices, but I, I, I wasn't making the right choices. There was, um, you know, it was all about viewing figures and um, I don't know, you know, in, in um, I was chasing viewing figures all the time. I was wanting the next job to move on to movies. I was wanting to work into America because you thought that's what you had to chase. Do you know what I mean? I was, I, was, I was governed by viewing figures, and I'm sure you agree in our industry, you cannot move for advice. And I was taking advice from everyone instead of just a few people who you respected and trusted. I was taking advice from, from all sides. So the choices I, will ma- I was making were ones to chase the next job, as you say. I wasn't actually growing in any way. I, I was chasing something that if I got it, be it a that you, know, you chase the BAFTA, you chase the Oscar, you chase all those things. I would still be chasing something else rather than just sitting back and finding what's important and is this really making me genuinely happy? Again, another vague term, but we all know what that means because we've all experienced it. And there was a period during my career where, you know, from the outside, I should be ecstatic. I mean, you know, as I was one of the I was at, at one time the highest paid actor in Great Britain. I was. I was, my God, I was number one in the chart, I was traveling the world, you know, first class travels and just, you know, doing things that most actors only dream of. And I was absolutely hemorrhaging inside. I was going, what is this feeling? Why am I not having? Because I was just chasing rather than growing and making the correct choice. So that's what, that's what I'm doing now. I'm, you know, getting back to what I said at the start and the voice. My dad always said it was it is an important thing to invest in people, as did my as does my mother, as did my grandfather, and my grandmother. They always said, "Invest in people because the rewards will always come back
2: mm.
0: Yeah, the other interesting thing you mentioned about your your dad, um, and and it's like my my grandpa was was a miner. My other grandpa was a, was a dock worker. So I mean, I come from a very similar tradition to to you, Robson. And there was a very sort of clear divide between work, which was something that had to be done uh, to pay the bills, and then you know your free time and. Well, all of mine were into keeping pigeons as it happens. That was their absolute passion and and they loved it. And there was that clear divide. And then my, my generation, our generation comes along and we say, no, we want to enjoy work. You know, we don't want to just do something to pay the bills. You know, we want to enjoy it. And whilst in some ways that's good, the downside of that is that the two can become confused and you're not able to make that separation anymore. And I wonder if that happened Mm -hmm. with you when you know suddenly everything's taken off and as you say, you're the hottest, thickest in town and oh my God, lucky old Robson. Um, Mm -hmm. But where were your boundaries?
1: Well, there there weren't any until I I sought help. That's what I did. I went to see a therapist in in the late 90s and we sat down and I said, I'm having trouble focusing on things. I have very little clarity of what's going on. I can't. I can't process this job anymore, and um, I'm becoming unhappy. And as we spoke over the weeks, he diagnosed it as depression. And he went, you know, and and people from the outside again will look at it and went, oh, what is there to be depressed about? But it's all relative. And as we talked, he we talked about my upbringing and my relationship with my father, as you do, and your parents and your family. He goes, come oh my God, you talk about. Your dad's swimming a lot. You really like that, didn't you? You talk about fishing a lot. You talk about walking a lot. Why are you not doing that? He said, I said, I just don't have the time. He said, find time. You'll be able to find the time. I mean, you've got a certain amount of power in the choices you can make. And they're, you know, they're not going to think ill of you. If you go, do you know what? I'm not going to do eight episodes of that series. I'll do six. I'm not going to do 11-day fortnights. I'm going to do five dailys. And I'm going to reduce it because I was in that very fortunate position to do that. It's different for everybody, but this is, this is my story. And then I just started fishing again. And I started walking again. I started swimming again. I started gardening again. My father was an amazing gardener. My grandfather was a pigeon man. I mean, racing pigeons from France back to Newcastle. It's just a wonderful thing. And you know what? They loved at it in the world. Really bloody good at it as well. And all his ills were really good at it. the men and women. and I and I miss being alongside that. I kind of miss that that focus and that expertise, expertise and and the enjoyment and the pleasure men and women get from creating something and investing in something and nurturing something, being a pigeon. I mean, I used to love the dog racing as well, but growing flowers is such a, a wonderful thing to do. I mean, I don't know, did do they still have league shows? i don't so, know I, the biggest marrow i don't know that <laughs> well that used to be a great thing and you know the, 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 my father was he used to grow prize onions and prize leeks, and he used to he used to win the prizes were fridges and colored tvs that's how long ago it was and there were really prizes and the kind of romance and the love of it and the passion disappeared when money became the prize so uh, i i 'm not sure what where we where we go from here with that, but I still kind of obtain those those values of of what is important in life, and as you say about the start there, I've decided to kind of choose what it's started to go and I'm not chasing anything anymore and I think it's made me feel better uh,
0: Well, what did your dad say to you at that time? You're obviously very close that you you were kind of lost in celebrity, if you like
1: my parents were enjoying the you know the 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 the, the the results of fame and perceived success within television because I was able to, you know, buy them things that they themselves couldn't afford. I mean, mum was holding down two jobs at the time. She was a cleaner and she was a shopkeeper. And then suddenly I, I was able to go out of respect and love. I was going, I don't want you to do that anymore. And um, here's somewhere you can live and let's invest in this and have a lovely holiday. And dad, you don't have to do all this work all the time. You know, you don't have to get the bus, here's a car. You know, I was able to do that. Um, so he, he wasn't good. My dad was not going to go. <laughs> he wasn't get it up, go. Give it up, son. Give it up, son. Because that Rover you bought me, it's, 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 it's awful. It's a banger. No, but you, you know. I'm back on the bus. <laughs> no. So, I mean, they, they started getting used to a certain kind of means. So, But he was just... He, I, I did chat with dad about it because i was out of control and certain you know i was eroding a very destructive path in 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 many ways and um i actually started swimming again with my dad and going for walks and going on holiday with my dad and going caravanning with my dad and that really helped and just Mm -hmm. talking with your parents as you get to a stage and just telling them how much you love them and how much you get your bank from you know Mm -hmm. what they're giving you that's a lovely barrier to Mm -hmm. cross as well
0: do you regret those years or do you think do you know what I had to go through it to learn the lessons?
1: Yeah, I failed. I failed miserably in those years. But um failure is an event. It's it's, it's not and it's never been a person. So I don't I, I don't live with regret. I live with failure and um I'm absolutely fine with that. Um What way did you fail? What so? what uh, I well I I I kind of failed in terms of that, you know, Focusing on the job, and I disrespected a lot of people that I was working for because I wasn't in good health, I was drinking far too much I just wasn't healthy and it's it's well documented about the addictions i i, I had and um i i I needed help, and so therefore, I was failing the people I was working with who were investing in me and taking time to me. I was failing my family as well i was I was disrespecting my mother and father who um gave me everything so and and worked so hard so we didn't need to go with that um so in that way i i i failed
0: hmm. god you've you're a thinker robson aren't you um uh, I mean, <laughs> not, not every well not everybody is in life you know and i'm not saying that to to sort of elevate some people or, or to suck up to you or whatever but you obviously have had periods in your life that you stopped and thought right okay I, I've got to think about how I'm living my life and, and what I want to do. Um, so at this stage in your life, 58, and stop saying you're nearly 60 because you're 50 you
1: are, You've got to round it up. You've got to round no, it up. No, you Can don't. You, stop you, it. You do because the, but they're, saying, they're saying things like, in 2050, there'll be no carbon emissions. In 2050, I don't think I'll beat you. Yeah. <laughs> just, so you know, we're in the last third of our lives. I think we need to so I just need to go, you know what? Take it today and it comes, live in the present. Because I love that I, I love those, you know, the campaigning for the twenty fifty, no more carbon emissions. <laughs> I won't be here.
2: <laughs> so you round it up to the to the next up the way, obviously up the way. Round it down, yeah. Robson. I round it know. down.
1: You in your thing yeah. length, yeah. It's like, you know, when they say the 18th century, that's actually (laughs) 1750. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you want to change the syllabus syllabus at school, tell them, because that's, you know, I was brainwashed into rounding up.
0: (laughs) So you are comfortable about being in your ninth year, nearly 60 then? You're happy? Of course I'm not.
1: <laughs> what? Oh I nice. what I've just talked about for the last whatever. It's <laughs> nonsense. I'm hemorrhaging inside. No, no, no. I, I'm absolutely happy. I'm
2: absolutely happy. I know. I'm completely. I don't know where you stand now. <laughs> could I, could... Can I ask you? I was
0: saying, you know, you can answer as, long as you as you like or not. But I mean, we've spoken to a lot of women on the podcast, and I'll be honest with you. I think women are more forthcoming, uh, you know, when they're talking about this kind of stuff than blokes. So a terrible generalisation, and you know, rightly or wrongly, we talk a lot about the ageing process in terms of the impact it has on us physically. I don't know whether that affects blokes or not, um, and I'm not saying that you're not a heartthrob now, Robson. Yes, you're still a heartthrob, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Back in the day. You, you know, I had it. them
1: swimming. Sorry, said, have I said something? Years oh. ago. Years ago. Uh-huh. You know, I used to think I was a catch, Karen. Keep it with the <laughs> fishing terminology here. But now I am definitely catch and release. You know, I don't like that. I don't recognise the I was going to see that.
2: <laughs>
0: No, but I mean, do you, come on, do you miss the days that you could have walked into the room and had your pick? Oh my God, maybe
2: you can still.
1: But I don't know. But Robson does what. I love the way Karen. The- I love the way Karen talks to you. There, and she didn't think I was <laughs> Karen. Karen, you did right. You know what? You, what? you want to see some of the fan mail I get? It's eclectic. <laughs> Let me just say, it's eclectic. The best. I got well, one recently. I got one recently from a lovely lady, and it was in a Union Jack envelope, and she'd written "God right. save the God save the Queen" on the back. Bless her. Rest in peace. And I opened it up, and there was £40 in it. Oh, it was a 40 pounds oh, £20. Oh. She, she wrote what on West and think? she said, I've just seen you recently in Granchester. And she said, In Granchester, you look like you, you, you're you losing too much weight. Get yourself some fish and chips.
2: Oh, it's a price to be <laughs> chips. Oh, oh, my God, is that right? God. You look like you need some. some... <laughs> oh, well, listen, if you get
0: a photograph next week of a headless body in leopard-skin baby dolls, you'll know who it is from,
2: Robson. Okay, so she's got good legs Ends there. <laughs> oh,
0: Emma. All right, I'm letting you off with the heartthrob <laughs> one then. I've clearly put my foot in it, something terrible. Before we let you go, Robson, we do this thing. We play Big Six bingo. so we've got 50 questions and we randomly pick two numbers um, and throw the question at you. In fact, oh, this is Karen's job.
2: I haven't passed that it over, chat. Number 19. What were you wearing when you were 20? Hmm, it's a new one. Not heard that one before. What were you wearing when you were 20? When I was 20.
1: Or do you know what? Was that a kid so or my tie? Dad. No, my dad was a teddy boy. And my dad. <gasps> oh, that um that. Yeah, and I thought it was great. And I, was, I was still am a huge fan of Elvis. I'm still the Bill Haley era and all that kind of retro stuff. Mm. So I wore drapes. I used to wear crepe shoes black suede crepe shoes and blue drapes
0: oh lovely and you've got the hair for it your hair would be fantastic does
1: you have the quiff the sideburns I had the quiff yeah and the DA at the back the DA we all know oh. what the DA stands for
0: yeah fantastic. do you know what do it stands for Karen?
2: D. District Attorney
0: oh Jesus no let's just wait Robson let's give her a minute <laughs> the DA
2: come on the DA come on Karen the DA go on D. the DA no is it? Is it after somebody is it somebody's name? okay you see, I, I'm going I'm I'm to
1: with... say it in French. I'm going to say it in French. Right. I'm going to say it in French. Canard derriere. Oh, I didn't even hear
2: that, sorry. Canard. Canard derriere. Oh, right. It's canard, no, meat. Oh, no, that's canard carny. Oh, this is going to take too long. It's a duck's arse, you silly cow.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> duck's <laughs> arse.
0: <laughs> but I like that. canal. derrière du canard. Perfect. <laughs>
1: a vegetarian. That's how I spoke when I was
2: 20.
0: <laughs> right, one more. One more.
2: Oh, uh, 43. 43. If you could have a million pounds and another 10 years of life, or another 20 years and no cash, what would it be?
1: ha. <laughs> I'm if faster. I could have a million pounds, is this kind of a, a rhetorical question? Because I've done well for myself, Karen. No,
0: no. Oh, right. No, but if you could have
2: another million pounds... Well, oh, does is... it not mean anything to you, Emily? Yeah, but... anyone in 10 years of life... Cute. Uh, the people that we mix with, Kay.
1: <laughs> or I'd like to mix with. She's punching Robson. She another <laughs> punch exactly. 10 years. You take the 10 another years? another 10 years. really 20 years. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I want to grow old gracefully, you know I want to I want to experience different things.
0: That's you know, there's a nice way of looking at it, isn't it? Rather than fearing, you know, that older age, that think, well, okay, it's going to be a different experience. It's going to be, you know,
2: something new. Yeah, I like that. So you're that. going very philosophical. Yeah. yeah. So you're going for ten quality years. And no, going, no, no, It'll take you as would, long as you'll Ten remember. quality years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. Robson, listen, thank you. You're a great sport. It's been really lovely to speak to you. Um, and we're looking forward to uh, your new show coming out of BBC, uh, Robson Green's Weekend Escapes. Um, and of course, it's always available on iPlayer. The iPlayer. I love the iPlayer. Um really handy. And uh, yeah, maybe even I will... Uh, Get some mindfulness rather than the mindlessness that I currently have. It's, it's a joy right now, Robson? Because I'm watching Karen try to fold up my iPad, and it's it's not a pretty sight. And I have
2: keyboard attached to the iPad. <laughs> <That's> actually, <laughs> six.
0: Take it back, Robson. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to talk to you. Okay, <laughs> it's thank been you so much. lovely, Karen. To meet you. I admire your taste in men. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: might go fishing with you sometime. <laughs> Who planet Sinker? <laughs> All right, bye then. Well, what a charmer, eh? <laughs> you're not joking. What a charmer. know what he's like in his youth? Because he's still got it, isn't he? Oh, uh, well, has he? Well, I mean the charm. I mean,
0: <laughs> oh, backpedaling <back-bed-ly. laughs> Uh Yeah, yeah well, they, they might go fishing with old Robson now.
2: <laughs> you reel really him in. You're his kind of trout, <laughs> <laughs> or
0: duck's arse? One of the two. I can't <laughs> remember <laughs> which.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what else have I heard? The Canard. I'd forgotten. Oh God, I was struggling. <laughs> anyway, district Attorney. <laughs> That's because I've been watching. The, I've been watching The Good Wife.
0: I love The Good Wife. Anyway, uh, that is it from us for this week. Um, remember, keep those emails coming in. Podcast at htb60. htb
2: You've almost got it. Mm, thank you.
0: Anne Hegarty from The Chase is with us next week. The governess, the district attorney and me. Wish me luck. And in other news, Karen and I are going live again. We've got a live show at the Glasgow Comedy Festival. It's on Tuesday, the 21st of March. So if you'd like to come along and see us, uh, then just search for the Glasgow Comedy Festival and you can get tickets there. See you next week.